0: I prefer high church services, the smell of frankincense, processions, chanting, and taking communion from one communal cup. One of my favorite hymns is, Shepherd Me, O God. I like to think of tradition as some authoritative value, just not the same as scripture. And I have what some people call Catholic guilt. Now that my confession is out, I would say that one of my favorite practices is praying the rosary. Since the Reformation, Lutherans have been praying the Catholic rosary, but Hail Mary's would be replaced with a different prayer. Instead of Hail Mary full of grace, a Lutheran would say, Glory Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It is my favorite part of the rosary. And for those of you who have prayed the rosary, and you would know that Hail Mary or Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon me, a sinner, is the majority of the beads. In fact, if you complete the rosary, you'll say one of those versions 50 times by the time you're done with it. Clinging onto a bead, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And then clinging onto the next bead, saying, "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner." Soon before the Rosary is done, the prayer feels as if it is part of you, as if the asking for mercy is inscribed unto your heart. And from the outside looking in, it may be seen as extreme guilt. Yet for myself, I find it to be soothing. To humble oneself before God, bringing one's own mortality, failings, and rough edges to the face of divinity, and all of it being met with pure grace, found and given by Jesus Christ. Yet, I leave the rosary, not knowing the full depths of my sins. Saying, "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner," and then clinging onto the next bead, saying, "Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner," does not bring much salvation to myself if I am unwilling to look within and know the depths of my iniquities. It does not do; it does me no good to reject my own offenses. Within that there is no salvation. And I'm not talking about the salvation for the life of the world to come. Rather, I am talking about salvation within the lives that we are living right now. I am talking about active liberation. More specifically, the liberation of sinners. This liberation is not deserved nor is this liberation earned. The carrying of sin is burden, and the refusal to omit our sins is not simply a burden on ourselves, but on the world. During the time of the Me Too movement, I have witnessed what this lack of liberation or what is the patriarchy looks like. As women bravely come forward to tell their stories of sexual assaults, it has become quite visible how common sexual assault is in our society. It does not simply happen within scary movies, it is quite the contrary. In fact, culture has revolved around sexual assaults and rape and misogyny. This culture is in our daily lives as women are being held accountable for men's actions, as individuals try to make jokes about rape, as men are being excused from their actions for a number of reasons, such as, he was drunk. And the list goes on. And on the other side of those who have given testimony of their experiences, there seems to be crickets. Trickets from men who choose to be silent or choose to question victims but not those being accused. And in my camp, there are progressives who call for justice. However, no one seems to be praying for mercy. We point fingers from our camps, yet we do not confess to contributing to a culture that has allowed sexual assault to be rampant and no one to be held accountable for their actions. To truly confess the depths of ourselves is terrifying, especially the victims of our sands are standing in front of us, with the, pain that they have, with the pain that we have caused them, worn on their sleeves, as we have seen on the news. We do not want to admit that we are a cause of such pain. We do not want to admit that we are able to do such harm. We do not want to admit that we have created a culture that allows for sexual assault to be rampant. We do not want to admit that we have, ladder, that we have allowed the poor to stay poor, the meek to stay meek, or the oppressed to stay oppressed. We do not want to admit that we have contributed to a culture of xenophobia or Islamophobia some way. We don't want to admit that we may not be far from those who we point our fingers towards. Instead we pray for justice not realizing that it's also in our best interest to pray for mercy that is more certainly without a doubt terrifying. The evils in this world are not far from us nor is the suffering within this world. The world is not black and white and nor are individuals. There is no line where I stand on one side and the unrighteous stand on the other. Rather, there is a circle with everyone in it. And in that circle there is law to convict us and grace to save us. This is the world we live in, and as the world goes on, the Word of God, from our New Testament uh, reading, is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow, and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In other words, there ain't any one of us in here that has their S-H-I-T together. We cannot hide from God. We cannot simply give God the version of ourselves that we put on Facebook. We cannot simply give God the version of ourselves that, sorry, I cannot simply give God the clean cut seminarian that would never be seen at a bar, because that's not authentic. It's not real. Rather, our failings and inequities are part of us. And God, sharper than a two edged sword, is cutting at ourselves, getting beneath our Facebook or our perfect seminarian image. God is stripping us from our finger pointing. God is stripping us from our views of the sense of the world not being embedded in us. God is stripping us from our black and white views that put us on the side of righteous and God is seeing us fully and authentically and the proper response is to confess Lord Jesus Christ Son of God have mercy upon me, a sinner. In the time of the Me Too movement sins are visible The pain and suffering of victims are authentically seen as the world tries to push the stories under the carpet. And as persons of this world and as Christians, we are called to confess. For contributing to a culture that allows sexual assault to run rampant. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. For allowing lust to objectify others and now allowing me to fully see the image of Christ in others. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. For times of not seeming to take sexual violence seriously, particular, particularly when a survivor is in my presence. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. It may seem odd to confess sins to contributing to a harmful culture, or to confess moments of lust and objectifying others, when in our minds we are waiting for the confession of those who have committed sexual assault or rape. They're not absent. And their burden for their sins should carry most certainly. Their carrying should most certainly be heavier. And they will go on to deny the realities, the realities that is in front of them because they do not want to encounter the reality that is themselves. Their unwillingness to confess inequities will blind them from the depths of the world and of themselves. They will create a false image of themselves and we paint the world with it. And by doing so, they will silence survivors because they will not give voice to survivors because it will expose to them their inequities. In all these actions, they will take the world down with them, silencing and painting false realities as they are choking on their sins. And if we do not confess our sins, we do the same, regardless of what our sin may be. But in confession, there is power. In confession, we have to be honest with ourselves and go to God with our failings, sins, and mortality. We have to show divinity, our imperfections. And in return, we are given grace in Christ. For times of need. Grace in Christ for times of need is action. It is forgiveness so that you may be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. Confessing prejudices turns into marching for racial justice. Recognizing that due to our social location we have in some way, robbed the poor, creates a generous heart. Realizing that in some way we have contributed to a culture that allows sexual assault, we start lifting up the voices of those who have survived sexual assault. Within our confessions, we know what to do better, and we have the grace of God to tell us that we can rise above our iniquities, to create a better world, to bring God's salvation into reality. unlike those who may bury the world with inequities by confessing god's grace is extended and it can overflow (coughs) into the depths of this world bringing in liberating salvation because with everything that we can possibly bring to god's eyes god cannot and will not stop loving us you can bring the worst of the worst if we're doing so we're bringing your mortality your sins and your failings to god god will call you god will do something with you for the betterment of this world so let us be bold to confess our sins bring our failings and mortality to god and have us receive the grace of god found in christ jesus